Hi, Love Leaders. It's Dr. Shannon Roberts, your host for the Love Leading Podcast, where we discuss how to create connection in your most important relationship that God designed, bringing health and sometimes healing while deepening intimacy. Welcome to the show. Welcome, love leaders, to the Love Leading with Dr. Shannon podcast. We have a special episode coming up for you because we have two of my favorite people on this planet willing to come and just share a little bit about themselves and how God has them in this world and the lane they're in and the influence they have on this community. And so you're going to really enjoy Mike and Leanne Ash, who are... um, campus pastors of a a really thriving, growing church in the Tampa Bay area, Grace Family Church. So welcome with me to this episode of the show, Mike and Leanne. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're so excited to be here. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, if you've listened to any of my stuff, you know I am going to start us out. I just want our community to know who you are. I want them to know where you stand and what you stand for. I mean, you guys have a long history here in the Tampa Bay area, but more so you have such a strong, thriving uh, marriage. So tell me a little bit about you and awesomely how you guys fell in love. What's your love story? I guess. <laughs> I know you start. Well, yeah. So we, so we met. So I, when I was 21, I moved down to Fort Myers, Florida to be a part of a church plant. And we just started something, a movie theater down there. And then Leanne moved to Florida to manage condo resorts down there. And we kind of met when she was visiting on vacation mm-hmm. and became friends and she moved down. But uh, honestly, I, when she moved down, I was dating somebody else. And I actually got engaged to someone else (laughs) and, and realized that through some friends and some influences that that was not the right relationship. And so that girl and I broke up in September of that year with like hurricane Charlie and all those things that happened. It was hurricanes on the outside and hurricanes on the inside, you know, decided that it was time to, to not be engaged to that girl. And, and you leaned into other influences and advice. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, one thing I've realized is, you know, for at least for me, I realized that I I was dating people that was normal for me and kind of what I grew up in. So uh-huh. a lot of yelling, a lot of chaos, a lot of craziness. I so understand. Yeah, I was attracted to the chaos. And so um, I had some friends lean in and say, hey, I'm not sure that you want this in your adult life. And they could see that it wasn't healthy. Yeah. And so I, they helped me to see that. And so, um, Leanne, so, so we broke up, I broke up with that girl untethered, untethered. And then in January of the next year, Leanne and I started dating and really Leanne was, she's different than any person, any girl I've ever met. She's probably the most secure person uh, that I know. One of the most secure people. It just, it was so different. And so, um, I felt like pretty quickly, I probably quicker for me than for her, but I knew, <laughs> hey, this is something special. Yeah. He wanted to date with the assumption we would get married. And I was like, um, oh, exactly quite <laughs> ready for that. Uh-huh. 
So if that is a deal breaker, then I don't know. He's like, okay, well, I'm willing to just date them. Yeah, let's just date. Uh -huh. <laughs> let's, but, let's just have fun. Let's uh -huh. get to know each other. Let's, let's not like we did. the bar too far down the track, right? Yeah. But but we say that, but we we dated for four and a half months and we got engaged. And then oh, okay. we, were, we were engaged for four and a half months and we got married. So after nine months, so we, we started dating in January. But at the time I was 25. Uh, and a pastor at a church. And he had been engaged and I, knew what he didn't want and did want. And I was in a serious relationship for several years prior to that. And so we were both, we didn't want to really just date to date. Like yeah. we knew that if we were going to date, it would be with the pursuit of seeing if mm -hmm. we were meant for each other. So we asked hard questions. We made sure that we yeah. other couples and spent time with people that loved us and cared about us that if there were red flags, we're like, let's figure out those things early. So and especially that. the people that told you your previous oh, relationship yeah. was not healthy. We're like, okay, do you see any red flags? Is this? Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. You guys are saying you're just shouting it from the mountaintops, all the things that I really try to instill with some couples that uh, I work with, you know, doing your work as to what you know about you and what you bring to the table you know, um, really evaluating also what you want and what you want in a partner in a relationship, keeping the good from the past and really trying to formulate something stronger for the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. beginning to marriage, nine months. Yep. Yeah. So yep. again, we had known each other for a couple of years, but again, he was with someone else and I was attending the church. But, you know, it obviously when we had met each other the first time, it wasn't the right time. And we both had some growing up to do and learning to do, and he had to experience that. And um, yeah, so it's just right timing. And our families are up north. So we had our wedding up in Ohio and um, ended up having a big reception down here in Florida too, which was super fun. Mm -hmm. So I just got to have a question before we move on. So Leanne, were you kind of scared about marrying a pastor? <laughs> well, that's a great question. It's a great question. So um a little nervous because the role models that we had, mm -hmm. um, the, the wife was very involved mm -hmm. and, you know, at the time, like I was kind of volunteering and helping and it was such a small church and small staff at that point in time. Like I was volunteer staff. Um, and I wanted to be able to be all in as much as possible, but I was also working full time outside of the church. And I remember I ordered like, I went online looking for what that would even look like. And it ordered like this book package, yeah, like a bundle, yeah, like a bundle of like five or six books of basically how to be a pastor's wife. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the, that books it. it's such a unique lane, right? <laughs> one of the book titles was how to be a pastor's wife when you don't play the piano. <laughs> oh, so true. Oh, so because, true. I mean, my envisioning of like, cause I grew up in a pretty conservative church and they yeah. always play the piano and they always wear the doilies on the head. And I'm like, oh. or else, at least if they didn't play the piano, they had a great voice. Right. And I'm like, I don't check any of those boxes. So <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to be able to contribute or how I'm going to be able to fit that role. But um, I don't even think I got through half of well, any of those I, books. And I think we were in an environment that even yeah. though the pastor's wife was very involved, they did not put that pressure on us. No. They, they very much said, hey, you you find out where you are supposed to be. You're not in there. It is not a two for one no. deal. Like they was very. Yes. And I would say the church we're at now has the same outlook on it. It right. is very much. So we haven't been in those environments where we have felt like an incredible mm -hmm. amount of pressure 
for That's Leanne to take on to take like she she is taken on as a pastor's wife though like she comes to what we call the middle service so in between our two services she comes she comes basically she comes to the first service but she stays until the ne- next service starts so that she can interact with people and do that and kind of work yeah. a lot and hang out with people but that was on her own she she kind of decided that on her own and so we've gone through different seasons where she's been super involved in women's ministry now she's not involved at all because the stage of our kids she's been really involved in youth ministry now she's not as much um i used to work for the church now i'm not i mean so yeah different seasons and yeah you know so that involvement and like he said like we've never felt the pressure from any church environment to even though the wives may have been super involved and may have had big roles there hasn't been that pressure i think churches just different these days as far as like what the pastor's wife needs to be. So um, any season I was, I felt supported into what that role looked like for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And and other seasons, I think the pressure just came from me as to wanting to have a bigger role or feeling like I should, Um, but then needing to take a step back and just really be what my first ministry was this past year, past two years learning my number one ministry is to my family uh, and um, and letting potential church ministries get in the way of that for a little while. So that was a big lesson I learned this past year. Um, yeah, tell them how you learned that. Because I yeah. was on Mother's Day where Leanne took the boys out on a date by themselves. Yeah, well, I'll back up a little bit. So when we um, moved back to Tampa, so there's a whole prior story for that, but trying to figure out where to get plugged in. Um where I should serve and all that and really where to find my ministry. And so <laughs> I got overplugged in. So I was involved in youth ministry and women's ministry, and then also helping on Sunday mornings and yeah. also trying to work a full-time job and be at all places for the boys. So I was definitely burnt out on, you know, and, and burning the candle on both ends and yeah. not really feeling like I was fully anywhere and felt, felt like I was not doing well at life. And so just kind of praying through that season, like, Lord, what do you really want me to be involved in? What am I supposed to be doing? I just can't figure it out. I just keep doing all the things, but never really feeling satisfied and not feeling like I'm living out my calling, you know, whatever that was at the time. So um, at that season, we had learned that Mike's mom was sick. And so he was visiting her in Indiana on Mother's Day. Day. And so the boys and I went out for lunch. And so I asked them at lunchtime, said, how can I be a better mom? And our youngest, he's like, how old were your boys at the time that you asked that question? It was just last year. 12 and 14. Yeah. So our youngest, he's like, nothing, mom, everything's great. And then our oldest just kind of thought for a minute. And he's like, I would just like you to be around more. And it was like, I mean, I was not, it was not like a stab in the heart. It was just like this instant, like God's to me through my son. And it was just, and I instantly also thought about this Hannah Breacher. I think that's her last name book where just be right where your feet are. And, um, of just being okay. I have been praying what my ministry is and my ministry is my voice. That is the season that we're in right now. And um, I don't need to be doing all these extra things. I just need to be where they're at. And if they're home, I need to be with them. And if they're at sports, I need to be with them. And not just physically, which was a big part of it, but also mentally and physically, the energy to be a part of those things. So it was a big wake up call. So So as soon as that season was over, I just kind of fizzled it all out. Yeah, she finished the semester in groups and then pulled out of women's ministry, finished the semester with students and pulled out. 
And it's been great, just way more leaned in. So that's, that's, that's a, a long answer to your question. Yeah. Um, in or out of ministry, right? It's just really finding your lane. And kudos to you, Mike, that it sounds as if you just left her with the room and space to do that. Yeah, I, and I would say this about Leanne and what I've always loved and appreciated that for her figuring it out and working it out and just really trying to find that out. I, I would say that she she is so she's independent in that way. And so there isn't this. And really, for me, it's a, hey, whatever you want to do. And there are moments where I'm like, hey, I think you should be at this. Like, I think this might be a good thing on the church side for you to be at. So I'll let her know when those things happen. I just don't think those necessarily happen as much as we think they are or as much as, you know, as much as they do. So that I definitely say that when there are moments where like, hey, I think this event would be a good event for you to be to be at. And there are times where she goes, well, I know you think that, but here's what we have going on. And she still doesn't. And I'm like, OK, what? like, like, girl, like it is what it is. And so that's a, that's a, it's a balance um, yes. trying to figure it all out. Yeah. And so now you guys are celebrating how many years of marriage? It'll be 18 years in October. Wow. And you have two boys and they are currently what ages? 15 and 13. So going into 10 and eight. You guys are in the thick of it. You are in the thick of it. I love it. And it sounds like you're really enjoying it. We are. We are enjoying it. Our our kids are teenagers, but (laughs) and probably maybe because they're boys, they are still super sweet. They are they are little men, but they are sweet and we are and all into sports and we're, you know, we're at a lot of their stuff, but it's a fun season. It is a fun season. We have really good boys. And again, they have their moments, which we do too, but they're really good. Yeah. And not that you haven't already mentioned a few factors, but I always like um for my community because they most of them are faith-based and they serve um, at churches and they are interacting with leadership. Um, but it's kind of nice to know that sometimes even pastors and leadership, you know, they're just all human. But um, you have challenges in your ministry and you have unique challenges um, in your marriage, um, always being kind of in that place of supposedly being leading and being looked up to. It's just a lot of hard pressure to balance authenticity, but also just realness and, um, but also stay pure in your connection. So how do you do that? How do you, you mentioned the word balance, Mike. Uh, What is it that um, you have found that have, has kept your marriage solid, um, not perfect, but solid in light of the ever-shifting climate of ministry coming in, out of COVID, um, but just in the growth of your your, your uniqueness in your individual passions and journey, but also just in you know um, the work that you do. How do you keep your marriage solid? Yeah, I would say you know we we are. I would say that we are a very strategic couple. <laughs> That's probably the both of our personalities. Um, and she's an Enneagram one. I'm an Enneagram three. Like it's wow. it's. I'm an achiever. She's kind of organized. So um, I would say that works in the blend. Like you're a big visionary uh and she kind of maps the steps on how you're going to stay there. Uh (laughs) Uh We are both we and and that's she talked about getting burnt out. We are both this like driven personality type. And so if we're going to 
be, you know, fault anywhere. It's we just overdo it or we think we can take on too much or we have too much on our plate and both of us will suck it up and just keep going. Which I think that's actually one way that we do create the balance. It's kind of answering your question of he is free. He'll say yes to everything where wow. I feel like part of my role um, in our family is to protect our time, protect our space, protect our energy so that we don't get to the point of burnout. And I can see the big picture of we've already got five things going on this week. No, we don't need to add one more. Um, And, and just protecting our family from that feeling of being burnt out to where family is no longer, I mean, so ministry is no longer ministry. It's just, you know, something that's busy. And I think that we evaluate it. So, so for us, we've kind of asked the question, all right, how many nights with our kids, do we have to be a week in order to feel like we're connected with them? How many date nights do we need to have in a month? And what I would say is every season that we evaluate and go, how are we doing? How's our family? And it helps us kind of either like rev up or rev back. And even with the seasons of ministry, there are some seasons where I'm just a little busier, the family's a little busier and we have to, it's just constant. It's, it's not one size fits all. Like recently, um, one of the things that Leanne and I said is, is that, you know, our kids are playing sports. So we are, we are on the bleacher together on bleachers together three times a week, four times a week. And so we, so she and I are together a ton, but the problem is we're together, but we're not really connecting. And I know that I know that I've met a lot of couples that throughout the teenage years, you know, they get, they get to where their kids move out and they're like, Hey, I don't know you. And, you know, we're not connected. And so we said in this season, even though we're around each other a ton, this is probably a season for us to start doing a weekly date night. Mm -hmm. So we drop our kids off at youth group and Wednesday has just become a day. Now we're not super late night people anyway, so we can do that, Mm -hmm. but we drop our kids off at youth group and then we make Wednesdays our date night so that we have that time, just us talking and hanging out and spending time together. And we do occasional double dates. Yeah. We try to at least, you know, every, because we do want that time again in ministry, like spending time with other couples. And so we try like one week is ours. Like, and I don't try to overschedule that. So every other week we'll potentially be hanging out with another couple. Um, and that was actually one of the things that when, again, we were zooming out and looking at and deciding to back out of a lot of ministries because I was involved in youth care, but Wednesday night was, I want to be with our boys, but I also want to be with you. We're not having any time with yep. you. And so, but I don't want to take away from a night that we could be with the boys when they don't have something going on. And the only night would be Wednesday night with when they're a youth group and they're already involved in something. And so that was a big, like when he was like, yeah, that's a great idea. I was yep. like, oh, thank you. I love that. And yeah, what I like in that sentence, Leanne, is I want to be with Mike. There's a lot of times when couples eventually get to my office that want to has so shifted that yep. they don't even um, know it, but they intentionally overschedule because the desire has stopped. And so I love hearing that. That's beautiful. Yeah. So date nights is for sure. One of them being consistent. And again, different seasons, we've and had different things. We're in a married small group. Yep, we post one in our group. house. It's a big deal. And then probably the last thing I would say is that the, the there's a book I read recently just called Mindsets. And it says that, you know, there are really two mindsets. There's a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And yep. I would say that one of the things that we have tried to have throughout our marriage is, is really to try to focus on having a growth mindset. So when something bothers her, 
I'll just change it. And if something bothers me, she just changed. Now, initially, there may be. I mean, he's making it seem like it's really easy. Well, and, and it, I know. It, it may end up after a three day fight. But as soon as the emotion drains well, out of that. It's never fun to be told something. Yeah. But but that's where I would say that even through all of that, even through the tension, even through that whole idea of this is just how I am and I'm just a guy and you're just who you are. Like, I would say that we've just said, you know what, it's, it's part of it. But uh, Ephesians 521, submit yourselves to each other yeah. out of word for Christ. That whole idea of I'm going to prefer you over me and both of us fighting for that. I would say that and growing and being willing to change, yeah. I would say we've changed. Always like, being willing to lot. fight for us. Like yeah. we're on the same team versus having. It definitely all sounds better. Like, oh, yeah. yes, it sounds like we just. Oh, no, this is such a good word because listen, we need to show up in areas that we're saying, yeah, I don't quite like this because you're still revealing parts of who you are. We just want it to matter to our partner. Right. So yeah. having that growth mindset is that I can show up. And I do know it matters because we have the same goal in mind. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And always, I think that would be important too. the communication piece, like making sure you are communicating that your goals do align. You know, are you pursuing the same path and moving toward that same direction and, and always communicating and having clear expectations. Mm-hmm. And because that's where a lot of arguments happen or risks yeah. because there's unmet, unclear expectations. And so then feelings get hurt or bitterness just starts to build up or whatever that looks like. And so never being willing to not talk about something, even if it's a tough topic that takes three or four different stabs at it. (laughs) Uh Uh Uh, Thanks for being real with that. So it's been my experience. I mean, you guys have anchored a lot of the referrals um, that I get um, in your church because I do believe Grace Family does such an effective job of being a healthy church. And so people don't feel um, like they can't come to their pastors and and really say, we're we're in need, we're in challenge, and, and we're struggling. And um, so you, I really feel like when it's a healthy church, you are the first re- line of responders, right? So what have you found in your church? Um, how... What are the unique challenges um, that you have been consistently seeing with your couples? Well, and I think I think some of the idea behind referring them, I think that comes out of uh, for me more than you, but just Mm -hmm. just counseling myself. Like I've realized there are just some things you face that once you realize I don't really know what to do and I can't control it, like you need a third party in to help navigate through that. Um, and I think I think when couples get stuck, so when they get stuck in a situation and they just can't seem to get out of it, I think one of the best things to break up the log jam is to have a third party who can zoom out, who honestly, and this is what I love about counseling, this is what I love about you, Shannon, is is you couldn't care more, but you couldn't care less. Like like you're and and legally you can't say anything. So that idea of <laughs> into the process is so good. Yeah. Um, and and I think for couples, I think I think what happens is, is that everybody essentially is supposed to start off as a team, but eventually it's it's like this gravitational pull towards protecting yourself, and, it, and instead of instead of you against the world, it becomes you against each other. Yes. And I think as soon as it becomes that of now you're trying to win, it's almost like I think the illustration I we we talked about this, and I said. I said, it's almost like you're trying to sink their ship by drilling holes in the bottom of the ship without realizing that you're on the same ship. 
And, and so we go down too. Yeah. And so it's That's a great whole, illustration. And so it's, it's that idea of you guys are just, you're trying to get that side of the boat. I'm trying to get this side of the boat. Well, it's the same boat and you're, you guys should be trying to figure out how to sail through the water in the best way. So when you get to that place where, and it seems like when you get there, it's so hard to get unstuck. And yes. so doing even what the two day program with you and some of the things that people can do, it just gets them unstuck. And it's so necessary for any forward growth and to repair the ship and then to, to, to begin to see it differently. We're on the same team. We're fighting together. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that you're exactly right. A lot of the couples that come in initially to your point, Leanne too, is we're just not on the same page. It doesn't seem like that we can get a work through in our communication. We're all logged up. And that is the number one complaint that I've been seeing. And um, the more things we add to our plate and the more stressors that are uh, in our lives that we have to navigate and we don't have a work through only compiles it. And so I do think that's a really big challenge with couples is trying to stay on top of all the plates in the air, but we're not working as a team. Right. Yeah. Just going to different directions. And I think we were talking about this is just, you know, the comparison trap of, you know, whether it's another couple and they've got it all together or, you know, a relationship or things, or, um, you know, just seeing something that even may not even be reality because social media would kind of do that. It only shows inside to things. And then thinking that that's the way that things should be for you and your spouse or your family and that kind of disrupting things too. I so agree. What I love about Grace Family is they really do a great job at just coming around um, and um, providing just wraparound kind of intentionality around marriages specifically to this community and environment that we're talking to today. Tell me a little bit about what your church provides and, um, you know, what, how do you go about knowing the pulse of what they is needed? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so they meet with the pastor first, Mm -hmm. kind of talk through things. Hopefully they can take that initiative and then, you know, better what happens after that. Yeah. Cause for us, it's, we will, if you, if you get to a place where, okay, I think you're, you guys just need a conversation or two. Some of our pastors will do that. Um, but one of the, one of the best advice I got as a pastor was don't take anyone, don't, don't, don't walk with anyone down a path that you can't find the end to. So in other words, if you're not trained to get them all the way, then what will happen is you can take them to second base, but if you can't get them all the way to home plate, what's going to happen is, is that you are going to help them a little bit, but emotionally they're going to, they're going to go in with you and you're going to go in with this couple but then you're going to leave them at second base and the chances of them emotionally going in with someone else is so much less. And so, so it was, so, so if you can't help them, then you need to refer them. So if it's a, Hey, you just need to stop. You need to quit being stupid and change it. If it's something small, then deal with it. But if it's something big, then you need to refer them. So for us, you know, we have like a marriage intensive small groups that we have for people, for couples that are going through some hard things. We got premarital stuff, but really we do a lot of referring and, uh, and we've kind of gone through it. And I think Shannon, honestly, talking to you, you know, you, you know, when you talk about your program and, and some of the things you do that, that for couples just doing a weekly marriage counseling, 
like people need an intensive where if they're stuck or if they're struggling, they need something a little more intense to help them. And so for me, that's where I try to push people, sell them on the investment side of it and how big of a deal it is. Yeah. Uh, I think I think for couples that if they really want to grow and change, they need an intense version to help them get out of where they're at. So if they find themselves there, that's where I think an intensive is so good for them to be able to go. And, and it really just, it gives them a chance to almost restart and work through a whole bunch of stuff and right. then to a regular rhythm. Yeah. Cause I, I really feel like um, my calling and my passion is just a, an arm of discipleship of the church um, that specializes in more remediation of, of difficulties and challenges in marriages. And whereas you know, you, you as the church, um, the body of Christ who God designed marriage anyway, um, really are there to prop up and enhance and enrich marriages. So you guys have, uh, is it Thursday night um, marriage builders? Yeah. Yeah. So we do, we do a lot of, you know, we have a lot of small groups. So we have, we call it home builders where um, that you can come in. And so it's a 20 minute teaching and then 40 minutes of discussion around tables. And Amazing. Then for Lane and I, we have throughout our whole marriage, we've been in a marriage small group, like pretty consistently. There've been, you know, six month periods where we haven't, but I would say being in a community of people who it, it gets you to consistently every week, talk about your marriage, which yep. you don't, then you won't. Um, and it gets yeah. you to talk about your marriage and it puts you in a room or in a group of people moving in a direction that you want to go and the 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 power of having eight people all trying to get better all trying to have good marriages all trying to work on their stuff and who will call you on your stuff when you don't Ooh, it's true so, accountability yeah, it's so powerful and so the trying to get every, i think everyone should be in community because i think it's in community that we really it's we 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 thrive in community and so um, we have a lot of environments to try to set up that some are more you know some people meet in homes they have marriage groups in homes right. um, we we meet at our campuses so we really try to that's a big push for us we right now across our whole church I think we have around um, like like seventy percent of adults in small groups. And that wow, is really yeah. now to our church community, how many campuses wide are you guys now? Seven, eight, yeah, seven yeah. Seven. so th- when you say that number, 70% of your church attenders over across seven campuses are in a small community, that's huge. Yeah, it is big. Yeah, and that's a fair, or a, um, marriage conference coming up in a month. Yep, yep. So. August 18th and 19th, we'll do a marriage conference. It's it's in Lutz, Florida. So um, tell me Van- more about that for my community in case they want to. Yeah. So, the, so it is a, I think it's a, it's a Friday, uh, well, night, Friday night, Saturday. Uh-huh. Um, Jimmy and Irene Rollins, who are an incredible couple, do a lot of stuff on marriage. It's August 18th and 19th. And so it's, it really is going to be a great experience to come. And, and same thing that a marriage conference, it's the same thing for us. It puts us in a room for two days talking about marriage and it just gives us so many things to talk about. And it's a shot in the arm, honestly, uh, to help us with things. It's not the intensive that you do where you can work through stuff, but it's a shot in the arm. gives you things to talk about, gives you some momentum and it just helps. Yeah. And with that, I mean, like provides conversation uh, that you wouldn't, 
and in a safe environment. And vocabulary too. And vocabulary, yep, yep. yes, which which that alongside of attending a marriage conference, also reading books. And yep. so, you know, in our marriage groups, as well as on our own, you know, we've read a variety of books that have been a part of our now language yeah. and context that have, have definitely helped us mm-hmm. in marriage. You know, some big ones, the five love languages, definitely. Staple for sure. And then um, the for men only, for women only are big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing that in our small group right now. Again, they can okay. Shanti Felton. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, the DNA relationships. Gary Smalley, mm-hmm. Meaning of Marriage, Meaning Tim of marriage. Keller, Tim and Kathy Keller. And then relationships, oh. less and less to pair it. Yeah. yeah. So and all- that in and of itself is a mindset of growth, too, that, you know, there's never a place that you can say, oh, I got it all. I know it all. Uh, it was a one-time thing, one and done. Now we're, we're lifetime partners. No, it's like we're consistently revisiting. We're consistently having more conversation. We're consistently learning of one another and even moving and adjusting and growing ourselves to become more safe and secure partners for each other. Yeah, I think you know one of our goals is that when our kids move out, that we want to throw two parties. Yes. We want to throw a party for them to say goodbye, and then we want to throw a party because we don't we can be together alone. And we and so some of what we're doing is like we really want to like each other. We want to be around each other. And again, and it's and it's it's easy to say that, and it's easy to say some of this on a, on a podcast like this. It's easy to answer like it's it's all simple and all easy, but. Like we work through stuff and we fight through stuff and we argue through stuff and we, and we'll go three days in a fight sometimes and we'll do some of that. But, but it's, it's for me, I, I, I'll tell couples, Hey, always fight to the end. So it may take you three days, but just, just don't, don't let the fight end before you're done with it. Because a lot of times you stop fighting just to alleviate the tension, but you never really end a fight. And so then, then it kind of builds over time. And so yeah, I would say we 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 try to do that and go through that, and it's not always easy. And sometimes, yeah, it's I say one scary. of the biggest things that has helped us helped us work through some things that we just are wrestling with and can't get out necessarily in person, or we do have a disagreement is the oh. app called Marco Polo. Oh, um, tell us more. It's phenomenal. And so it's basically like just an app that you can send video messages to. It's so simple, and you it'll send you an alert like when you have a message. And, oh, nice. and so um, basically, so we just have back and forth Marco yep. Polos um, that he, he'll be like, hey, I sent you a Marco. And he'll just sometimes it's just he's just processing processing about everything about the day, yeah. uh, which I appreciate because, again, I'm a detail. I want to know everything that happens and he'll forget <laughs> all about it. like someone's pregnant or this is happening or we're moving to Iowa, you know, whatever. So <laughs> he just likes it. You know, it just helps me. But then some of it is, hey, the other night when this happened. I really want to process through that, you know, and some of oh, be like, okay. so it gives me time to like, not in the moment, like shut them down or just gives me some time to process through it and think about it before I reply or say something I don't want to, or whatever it is. Um, yeah. And him also knowing I'm like, I'm a, uh, I need to process through sometimes, like if I have to change directions. Of, of a certain plan like hey what do you think about potentially doing this <laughs> it's a great way to get think to step 20 and my because my friend my first response would be like no and, and then that would cause a fight but then otherwise it'd be like okay I'll think about it and you know but this is all like 
in separate areas I, of the city. <laughs> I feel like Marco Polo, it really is like a secret like weapon we have. Like it gets us a step 20 in a conversation so that when we talk about it, we've worked through all of that. Like, and hey, I really yeah. think we should do this or hey, what about this? And man, it just helps. It, it also for me as a guy, and this is part of my personality, I think is an Enneagram three. Like I can be sad in a moment and then move past it and forget that I was ever sad. I can be mad in a moment, move past it. And some of it is life is great because one thing about Enneagram three, we're always, we're always uh, changing our reality to seem like everything's a win. So this is amazing. This is great. So when I find that I have an emotion that's like that's sideways or messed up. So if, uh, if I think about it, I'll on Marco Polo go, Hey, and I'm just messed up right now about something. Let me tell you where I'm stressed out. And for and 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 when she listens to it, and she's like, "Hey, I listen to your Marco." I'm like, "Oh yeah, I was feeling that way earlier." But it makes her feel so good, like the fact that I'm processing emotionally with her. Yeah. She, I can't really call her in the middle of the day and do it. It's it's it, it is it's been great. Yeah, because I mean that was something that we have learned over years. There's been seasons where he hasn't processed with me emotionally, and I didn't even know a thing was wrong or right by the end of the day he's already processed here yeah it had been a process and so that's something you know through a certain season like we learned just how important that is for him to process that with me so that he doesn't need to protect me from that Mm -hmm. I actually feel less protected when he doesn't open up to me Um, that that opportunity because like he said he may forget all about it in the moment but yet it was a real emotion and it was important for him to process with me Mm -hmm. oh my gosh that's a good word because I think a lot of times couples will wait till the end of the day and let's be honest by the end of the day sometimes it's not we don't finish at the same time or we are only giving each other crumbs of energy because we're done we're toasted I don't even care anymore great Exactly. Such a good word. I'm going to check that out. Thank you for sharing that with me. Oh my gosh, you guys, you're, you're so great to be so open and honest. And I love the fact that you said, yeah, we fight because we, I I do, I I teach couples to normalize protests and, and fighting as, as a part of the process. It's, it's how we fight that becomes problematic. And if, if they get to a place where they can get to a reconnection or a work through, that is the point of it, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. For sure. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, this is so great. So you have this marriage conference coming up. Um, you have these really great opportunities for people to plug in if they want to continue to live in community and try to do life and stay, you know, on the right path. That's so fantastic. How uh how would a someone that's looking for this type of community or this type of church, how would you suggest they get started? Yeah, like specifically Grace or a church like this? Oh, specifically Grace. I mean, you guys oh, are yeah. campus wide, right? Or well, at least the DNA of other churches outside. Lots of different locations. Yeah, so so our our website's gfcflorida.com. Nice. Uh, and, the, and then um, that kind of leads you to that as far as um, all the different locations and tells you where they're at. So we're all around Tampa Bay. Um, it's kind of our area. So if you're in Tampa Bay area, it's easy to find. Uh, and then I'll tell you service times, which change based on the campus mm-hmm. where we're at. Um, and then same thing, GFC Florida on Instagram will lead you there and kind of guide you through that. And then so come check um, us out on a Sunday because that's where, um, you know, you kind of see the the heart and the passion yeah. and the people and just how 
it really is such an authentic community. And we're always just saying family is our middle name, literally and figuratively. But um, because that's the type of environment we want people to feel that it is that you can walk in with anything and everything that you've got and you will not be judged. You will be accepted and um, we'll be so so that you're there. And um, and then just you know, from that, we also, we always provide opportunities and, you know, text this number, we'll send you more information, whatever information you want. We have the app that helps you get plugged in. We have a new here table that you literally just walk up and ask questions and people know what to say. And if not, they know who to ask. Yep. So great kids. And you two are specifically in the South Tampa campus, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. South Tampa, South Tampa, all the good food down here. So Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Good food. Good fun. Oh, awesome. Oh, and, and so, Leanne, I want to put a plug in for you because you are also outside of the ministry lane that you um, have been in and this um, really emphasis on, on, on serving your family well. You are also a personal trainer or a nutritionist coach. I mean, tell me more. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I'm a personal trainer and nutrition coach. So I'm currently working for a company called faster way to fat loss. It's a uh, headquarters is in Clearwater. Um, it's fairly young company, about five years old, but the CEO, Amanda trust is just phenomenal. And she is a Christian and loves Jesus and is not shy about that. And it truly is just something I've been passionate about for a while, just helping people get healthy. Um, kind of our family, mission statement is um, we strive to be healthy and positive every way, every day to help others do the same. And so that's really kind of my motto and purpose as I'm living out that calling in that environment. Um, And I do view it as my ministry because I do believe that to be healthy, you have to be holistically healthy. Mm. Um, So W-H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C-A-L-L-Y because you have to be all of you, um, yes, yes. emotionally, relationally, spiritually, all of those things in order to be truly healthy, to be truly whole, to be able to truly live out the calling that God has for you. Oh. And, um, and that may or may start with, you know, just taking your physical health and, and, um, you know, by the reins and doing something about it and helping people with their nutrition and their fitness, um, is bigger than just that. You know, we work it impacts who we are mentally, who we are spiritually. And that's I mean, you guys are the representatives of my two kind of biggest emphasis, because when I work with women, it's um, how to live abundantly and exceedingly mind, body, spirit. So I love the fact that whether it's couples, I can, you know, refer to, you know, your programming um, at the beginning or end of counseling and know that it's a great bridge but also this kind of unique kind of um, lane that you find yourself in, Leanne, that people and especially women um, also need as well as they are doing their restorative and recovery journey as well. It's so nice to know that that's a, a referral that I can make to yeah. you. Yeah. And if anyone's out there listening and you are in the Tampa Bay area and you want to work with Leanne, how do they get in touch with you, Leanne? And actually it's a, um, it's digital. So anyone, anywhere can work. Or well, be then shout it from the mountaintops. I know, right? So it's digital fitness and nutrition. Um, and so what's the website? Right. Well, it's faster. 
faster way to fat loss. So it's a lot of words, but, um, and so you could get connected that way, or, you know, you could send me, reach out to me on Instagram, which is just Leanne Marie Ash. And then, um, you know, we, we take, yikes, we take people through a, you know, new client, like boot camp, trying to like, okay, learn what the fundamentals are. And this is all like just real things. There's no gimmicks. There's no um, supplements you have to take. It's all just lifestyle change, mental habit changes. And so that you can live the rest of your life in the best way possible so that you can glorify God and be the best that you can with those around you. So, um, so yes, I would say the best, the best way to probably, you know, send me an Instagram message or just go directly to the website um, to find out more information about it. Oh, that's fantastic. And uh, if you're listening on a podcast and you can't see Leanne's face as she's talking about this, as she just exudes light. (laughs) So I will include all of those links in the show notes for everyone to be able to have. And this is one last question as we're wrapping up tonight. And I thank you so much for your time. Um, And I didn't tell you this was the question because I wanted to be impromptu. But thinking back on a big challenge time in your relationship, what was the one thing that you would say saved that time period and kept you connected? What did you do? What was the experience? What was the rhythm? What was it that you can ask, offer to my community as encouragement for getting through a tough time? So I would say probably the toughest time is probably we were about eight years in the church plant that I, we were part of was growing a couple thousand people. We were coaching churches. I was traveling a bunch. We went on vacation um, as a family, went up to Leanne's family in Ohio, sat on a bed and she said, I feel like a single mom. Ooh. And, and I think, I think there are two things. One, her speaking up and saying, this isn't okay. And then, and then it was, we just made all the changes. And I think that sometimes it's kind of a, no, keep going. No, it's like riding high in the mountain, like serving God and doing great things. And I was trying to be a really good pastor's wife and, you know, hold him up to do all these great things, but it was. So I would say if you're, if to, to your community, if you're dying, you got to talk to your spouse. You got to throw the flag. You got to let them know, hey, this isn't working. And then, and then if you're told that, my encouragement is make the changes you need to make to fix it. Do whatever it takes. That's you know, the, 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 the whole idea of you get stuck in, in a certain way of doing things and you're not willing to change. Listen, this is our lives. We get one of this these lives and hopefully one marriage and, and maybe, you know, whatever marriage you're in. And you want to make it amazing. And the way to do that is to constantly grow and change. Getting stuck anywhere is not going to help. And so I just told, uh, came back and just basically canceled all my travel for a while and said, I'm not doing any of it. And we just said for this season, we're just going to be close. And then from then on, we've been way more strategic with our schedule and with our lives. And so that the willingness to speak up and the willingness to change and grow, I think are so essential in a healthy marriage. I think that the phrase that doing whatever it takes to, to save your marriage, save your family and not just just survive, but to thrive in it. You know, we don't want to just drudge through it. Like we want it to be amazing. Oh my gosh. That's such a good word. Doing whatever it takes. 
All right, guys, thank you for your time. I so appreciate it. And thank you for the good word for the community that's out there that's really trying to make it and are doing everything possible. This is a good word. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having us. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening, Love Leaders. Be sure to check out all our links in the show notes and visit me at shannonrobertscounseling.com. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any others. Until next time, go lead in loving well.